0: else has already said it best. This is the best, the best
1: The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are.
0: What is best in life?
1: I did the best I
2: could. Doing my best.
1: That's the best. Best the best, best the best, best of the best, best of the best. best, 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 best.
0: clone radio la is infinite repeat how we feeling out there how's your drive time commute i need a saga what's the saga it's songs for the deaf you can't even hear it yes hello 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 and welcome to best of the best podcast you fucking
2: dick you didn't even let it play
0: (laughs) man that's enough that's that's enough
2: it very is enough, you're right, it is enough. You're very welcome. We have enough cease and desist <laughs> on using people's songs.
0: <laughs> uh, you're very welcome to uh, the best of best podcast with myself, Connor Keys, alongside me as always, Mr. Ronan Mullen. Peace. And uh, a very special guest uh, all the way from Oma town, Uh the one and only Cathy Collins.
1: Hi guys, thank you're, you for having me today.
0: You're very, very welcome. And uh, so Cathy, you've, you've brought your best with you today. Uh, we should explain, first of all, uh, you know, your bit of background to yourself. So you are our... The queen of burlesque <laughs> in Oma, yes. Uh, infamous? Infamous. Infamous. <laughs> I like that word, <laughs> infamous. Yes. Um, so, yeah, you're, you teach burlesque uh, in, in the town here. and uh,
1: I do, yeah. Um, by day, I'm a waitress um, in the Struel Cafe, and then by night, I uh, teach burlesque classes and perform. And
0: nice, happy days. Yeah. And, uh, yes, we have seen you perform, and... Uh, <laughs> Yes, it is uh, you've uh, seen quite a bit of me.
1: I've seen quite a bit ahead. of me. <laughs> That's oh, sounds yeah, the,
2: really bad. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to try to get off that, but you just went straight into it. This that was at the really Committed bad. show,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, we did the Committed, Didn't and uh, Kathy came out and did the uh, silhouette dance um, during uh, You Can Leave Your Hat On, which was a reference to the Joe Cocker song that was used in nine and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Remember nine and a half weeks from? Yes, I do. You remember nine half weeks. <laughs> I've fucking every do. boy remembers nine half weeks. So uh, do some ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
1: a fair <laughs> point. <laughs> no
0: fucking speed now. Fair point. And uh, so yes, Cassie did that first and it was uh, it turned out really well actually. Uh, it was uh the videos were class.
1: It was a great night. It was the largest audience I've performed in front of so far, so Thanks for giving
2: me that
0: opportunity, Connor. Brother, I, well, I didn't know I was giving you that opportunity <laughs> <laughs> until it turned out. <laughs> the best opportunities yeah. happen when nobody you knows could, it's happening. Yeah, you could have been 120 people, I'd have known. Uh, but yeah, brother Roderick's in the same, actually, it was her biggest her biggest show, but um, it was a good crack, and uh, yeah, it looked really well. So that's your burlesque, and uh, but this has, I don't know how we go from burlesque to our best. Um, our best is Queens of the Stone Age, well, Songs for the Death.
1: Before burlesque, I was um, into pole dancing as well, and a lot of the songs I used for that were Queens of the Stone Age. Nice. But um, so the first album I ever came across was Songs for the Deaf when I was, I think it came out when I was about 17. And I I just, uh, it was when their biggest song came out, when everybody kind of... Yeah, I,
0: I'm, uh, I'm I'm on that boat, too. you? Yeah, know, I, I like I it.
1: didn't know any of the stuff before. I hadn't heard of like Caius or anything before, or um, uh, Rated R or any of that. And so... Just hear that, uh, what do you call it, tongue? Now my head is.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: You're getting very nervous there now? I am. You know, not this used to lovely. it. Seeing you all
0: flustered. I know. Uh, was,
2: it, was, was it no one, no knows, one knows, was your knows first? Uh,
1: no one knows. Yes, like, that's Jesus.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> uh, mind <laughs> melt. This is what <laughs> happens
0: when people go on, you know, famous yeah. shows. You know, know, you see it on The Chase and stuff. What's, and, uh, <laughs> What's your surname? I <laughs> uh, <no>. uh. <laughs> Uh, yes. um, aye, but that
1: was when the first song I'd ever come across for them And that was it for me Like I had to, yeah. I was immersed in that,
0: That's a good starting wanted. point to be honest Yeah, in all fairness it's not going to be
2: um, <laughs> no, You're not disappointed from there on And that's a good thing because if you start halfway through And you don't know anything about it I mean, You were 17, like you weren't expected to know Fucking Rated R and the DBL But if that's your starting point, yeah. the rest is as good So it's just a fucking happy yeah. find To go yeah. through the rest of the sort of catalogue
1: And you had that little like Oh, I get to go backwards as well because yeah. you, you'd missed the yeah, of first three albums, yeah, so like yeah, it was like an yeah. actual little treat then that you it's hadn't started from the beginning with them.
0: That's mm-hmm. class. That's very, it's uh, very few times I've uh, I get to do that anymore. Yeah, you know where you get to find somebody in their third mm-hmm. album and then you get to do the treasure treasures from the two. I like it's great. Uh, so this one, I mean, two thousand and two, we're talking. Um, yeah. This is the third studio album from Queen's of mm-hmm. Stone Age, and uh, so talking about band members, so we have uh, Mister Joshua, Homie.
2: Homie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely homie. It's definitely he's, he's, homie. I've seen him say homie. Okay. Yep. Even yeah. Even Johnson Russia, when them crooked volters were on. Johnson Ross pronounced it wrong and he goes to Tommy. Yeah. Okay, that's wrong.
1: And not Josh, it's Joshua. Oh.
0: Joshua. Oh, here we go. And he then, this gets is, fucked this is, yep. We're getting into fan gear alone, <laughs> when this is when you get protective of the first name. Joshua <laughs> and Kathy <Gethe> get <laughs> fucked up <laughs> when you call him Josh. <laughs> and so you've had a, a I can tell you, you know uh, a lot about uh, Joshua. Uh,
1: yeah, I do. Um, I I got really obsessed with him after I heard that first album. He's just this big slab of six foot five ginger man meat that can sing and play guitar and just yeah. what more do you want? <laughs> yeah,
0: there is no better description of, <laughs> of uh, yeah, that's spot on. I see. <laughs> 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 and uh, so then the, the, Nick Oliveri then on on bass. Yeah, um, childhood
2: friends basically.
0: Yeah, your uh, Lanigan. Mark, Mark, Lanigan. Mark Lanigan. and then some boy,
2: Troy Van Leeuwen That's right. Um, uh, and then there's some boy playing the drums. Can't remember his name. I think he's famous.
0: David, somebody. Yeah, he. Uh...
2: David Brent. <laughs> Brent on Tom Tom. drums. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's a very, <laughs> d- up to this point, it's a, there's a lot of people coming out of fucking Age even today. But yeah,
0: they seem to be from,
2: like, reading about their lo- big,
0: big into collaboration. Yeah. Big into collaboration, but mm. also
2: um, not afraid to just add in a brand new member because it's needed for one song. And then that person just happens to then go out and tour, and they're, they're part of the band from then on in. So what a member to add in.
0: Yeah. Mr. Dave Grohl, mm. And I'm not going to lie, that's where I first... Um, was attracted to them because I am obviously
2: a big Nirvana fan. I thought, so oh, you're, you're this is your starting point too, that was as my well. Was, point. Okay, absolutely. All right. Yeah, yeah. That
0: that I was like, oh, if he's given it to go ahead, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I I genuinely had no idea about them at the time. Uh. And again, as you say, finding that other stuff. Now I didn't know even as far back as you two guys when you're talking there. You mentioned Kathy uh, Caius. Yeah, <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, so give us a uh, explain that to us.
1: Um. Well. Uh, with Caius. Yeah. Um. I that was the band that Josh Homme was in. Uh, first, it was a lot heavier, like, kind of mm-hmm. harder.
2: It's stoner rock at its most yeah. stoner.
1: Um, but I, like, I liked Caius, but they were never anything compared to Queens of the Stone Age for me. So I did go back and listen to them and stuff and appreciate what they did. And, mm-hmm. like, you could see where they kind of trans- transitioned and, and changed their style for Queens of the Stone Age. And, um, but I would still, like, I was never massive into Caius. yeah. As, yeah.
0: Well, we have a we have a clip here of um, yeah Mr. Grohl himself actually mm. sort of explaining. So this is as far back as Nin- nineteen ninety two. Yep. And Nirvana are being interviewed on MTV News um, back when MTV did music and used to do music and stuff. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, this is Mr. Grohl talking about uh, Caius.
2: Awesome. Well, the funny thing is, is that the future of grunge music is now evolving from palm springs california a band named kaius k-y-u-s-s which is the album of 1992 it's called blues for the red sun and it cannot be beaten
0: yeah so okay
2: (laughs) so here's a bit of history (laughs) i love kaius i thought kaius were fucking amazing Mm -hmm. and i love them because of basically every good rock band that i've ever heard if they don't sound like Black Sabbath and Black Flag, there's no point. Yeah, But that's the that's the sort of mix of every major hardcore heavy band that I've ever listened to. They all have inspiration drawn from Black Sabbath, Black Flag. Yeah. And that's what starts. So what they added in was a lot more groove, and you can tell there was a lot of fucking weed smoked. Because yeah. everything is a wee bit slower. Yeah. And everything's down tuned to its lowest fucking ebb possible. Mm. The strings were basically hanging off of guitars like <laughs> um and they, th- their whole evolution is just out of Palm Springs, the Coachella Valley. It's desert, man. So it's not, there's fuck all to do. Yeah. So all they did was drink beer and play music. Oh, yeah. And they got bored with doing it in garages. So they did it out in the desert and they did it on fucking highways and they would bring generators. And this guy called fucking Mario Lally, who was like the guy who's in a band called Fatso Jetson. He was nice. the guy who owned the generator. All so right. he was at every gig. <laughs> he watched every musician fucking blossom and become these fucking rock gods that they are now and he's also the guy who if you think see that first song uh-huh. you think ain't worth a dollar but um, he he sang that originally okay right and it was on the desert sessions the desert sessions are albums that Josh or Josh and other musicians just put out for the crack right yes they don't do them for any sort of profit or any sort of and basically they, they, what they've become these desert sessions albums are development Albums for other songs Yes So there's a huge Fucking slab of Queens of Stone Age songs And Screaming Tree songs And Mark Lanigan Solo stuff That ended up Developing first On these Desert Sessions albums And they are all recorded In this Rancho de la Luna In Coachella Valley So it's in the desert A fucking recording studio In the desert
0: Yes, which is gonna be uh considering the amount of drugs is gonna be floating about. Yes. Be of, uh, well have you
2: ever seen videos and recording it? Everybody's <laughs> steaming <laughs> and they're just having the wildest crack. And so Caius was
0: what year did you say? Uh, it was ninety 19- from or?
2: early nineties right through to ninety seven. Yeah, so
0: when we're there, and that's ninety two, they're talking about them there. So yeah. to about ninety seven. And then did the Queens of Stone Age in sort of for the farm around ninety seven. Well he
2: yeah? Joshua Homie did a band a few bands. Matt Cameron, the drummer for Sign Garden actually played on a few of his earlier band. There was a band called Gamma Ray. That's right. <laughs> and Gamma Ray were, had to change their name because there was a Swedish power metal band <laughs> called Gamma Ray. Of course it was. And Gamma Ray then changed to the Queens of the Stone Age. They were going to be called Kings of the Stone Age. Right, okay. But Joshua Homme thought it was just, it wasn't feminine enough. So they changed it to Queens of the Stone Age because he told this mighty story about, you know, when the Kings of the Stone Age used to be like fighting in these fucking arenas. The Queens of the Stone are the ones watching, telling all the good stories. So I want to be a Queen of Stone <laughs> not a King of Stone Age, <laughs> which is a fucking great. I would have never put that together, never, but no, it's just never a good intro. But that's that's where Queens of Stone Age started with the debut album. Okay. And you mentioned Cathy then Rated
0: or R- R- Okay, and what's yeah.
1: that? Um, it was one of their previous albums. Um, you could tell it was very much infused with drugs and stuff. There was oh, actually yeah. a song that lists yeah. a, a whole list of drugs and... Um, <laughs> well, notoriously,
2: yeah. he says it's what he was on that day. Yeah. He wrote it. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's nicotine, valium, vicodin, Narwhal marijuana, and ecstasy, ecstasy, and alcohol. And alcohol. So he co- says co- he was co- on co- all co- that, yeah. all of that together, <laughs> and he wrote the song. It's just a fucking isn't, speed song. Yeah, doesn't
0: like, yeah, uh, Bell Hicks said it If you uh, if you don't think drugs done any good for the world, go home and burn every album you own. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> <he's> fucking <laughs> absolutely bang on. Uh, so, I mean, you're talking. That's how you, uh, we heard the intro there, and and I suppose we should explain that intro. And the intro sort of. The album is a concept album loosely loose concept album mm-hmm. of uh somebody as you hear getting into a car and starting to tune into the radio stations and we hear various
2: uh radio ex- DJs
0: excerpts if you want to call it that yep. of of DJs coming in and out, and they're all obviously fake DJs mm-hmm. so that I hear I think it was Oliver talked about it was an idea to try and he, he want, no radio station was playing what they wanted to play, so they just made their own yeah. yeah, And
2: they would always have to do that drive from you know, Coachella to Los Angeles, and yeah. it's a fucking long drive. So that's what this is. This that's is what this is. this is. It's a drive a to drive, Los Angeles yeah. for them and what they wanted to hear with these, their favorite people doing the radio DJs. And yes. the,
0: so they've had a whole host of different people, um, friends of theirs doing the, mm-hmm. the DJs, and there's some
2: as you heard there, the guy at the start. Um, that's fucking Black Dahlia, Black Dahlia. who <laughs> sings in The Dwarves with Nick Oliveri. Yes, they're uh, the band who play nude and like poop on the stage and all and beat the shit out of the crowd. Nice, nice. Blag, Dahlia.
0: <laughs> go see them. Go see them. Don't go see them. Um, <laughs> it's really bad. Just <laughs> wear a protective suit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was the fir- the opening song, and then uh, the next song that we go into is the the big one. Mm-hmm. And uh, which when uh, I, I seen them the live, first, was it the first single? No, I don't. No know one knows. Anything. Yeah, was it? Was yeah, the first it single was, yeah. this album? And uh, you were saying you see, when you seen them, like where would you see them?
2: In the SIC, right? And they did this. They did the opening two songs from Songs of the Death, Was the first two songs, oh. and the whole place went boxy, mad. And it was all it was with a red backing, and they they weren't lit up, right. so they were all silhouetted to a red LED. Right. and I was freaking out. And what year was this? Was this the year of the release, two thousand two? No, two thousand. No, no, no. Jesus, there, there, there were nowhere near arenas even at that point. Like it yeah. was two thousand seventeen or something when they played in Belfast. Oh right, okay, Yeah, right. Um, and maybe uh, just before, but I seen them at uh I think they played Oxygen one year. I was there.
1: Sleigh and I seen them. I think
0: right uh, and so really? Oxygen one no, or I the other. They were and, and so you seen them? Have you seen them a few times together?
1: Uh, I I think I've seen them three times now. Right, okay. Once and in Manchester uh, and it was either Sleigh or Oxygen. I can't remember. I think it was Sleigh and it was the big year with like Foo Fighters and oh, Chili yeah. Peppers and all. Right, okay. It was deadly. They ah. were
2: there too. They were on that bill. Yeah.
0: I. Fuck me. Yeah. F-
1: and Feeder, I think they were the four.
0: They were the ones yeah. Me and that's right.
2: Talk a, a, a bit about a feeder. <laughs> Where Push a bit right? of feeder right there <laughs> <laughs> So it was just queasers, now ah, food Yeah, Feeder into the corner there um, <laughs> just Keep
0: them you matching, you know <laughs> Of course <laughs> No one knows then, I mean the, the song itself We'll come back to that, we'll come back to No One Knows And it's linked maybe to the Desert Sessions But mm-hmm. um, we'll go through track by track and, Yeah uh, I mean, Kathy, what's your I mean, What's your standout track for you? What would you class as your best track?
1: Uh, on that, was was um Personally, is go with the flow because um yeah me too. Uh, I don't da- I've danced to that and there's some lyrics in that that just that get me. I don't I, I don't right. know. I just I, I really feel that song. So for me, it's that it's fast and it's fast and hard. <laughs> yeah, fast and hard,
0: uh, which is uh, the way you want it for all dancing. I suppose. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I mean, uh, I I haven't. Uh, and now that's all I can think about is the pole dancing with that music. Mm-hmm. That that would work very well. Yeah. Remember
2: we we're talking about the It Crowd, the video. Yeah. It's from the same guys who did the uh, intro video okay. for It Crowd. Right. And it's one of the best rock videos I've ever seen. It's amazing. It okay. also
1: kept with the theme of driving as well because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the whole they're in the car the whole time yep. and stuff. So the that Los Angeles mm-hmm. uh, Coachella drive was incorporated into the videos as well as the
2: and that's their lyrics. And, they've kept that sort of idea as well of the silhouette with the red background. Because then fucking 15 years later I see them And they've got a red background and they're silhouetted And it's the same sort of imagery So it it worked
0: Excellent And I mean The one thing I I noticed whenever you listen to the album Away from No One Knows Is is the unique sort of Definitely there's a unique guitar sound In there Yeah, The way he plays it Mm -hmm. It's It's almost like in any song he's in Whether it's like Queens of Stone Age Or even you know Them Crooked Vultures or whatever you know it's him playing? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know what it, I don't know. I know it's just a style, but I don't know what it is he's doing different. I don't know if it's the pedals, if it's the sound effects, like we talked about before with you know other guitarists. Is well, that...
2: he 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 does work a lot on guitar stuff. If you ever see any documentaries about him in the studio, he he focus he he focuses on every aspect of the, the song because he is the main songwriter. But there's a great video of him telling Dave Grohl how to play the drums <laughs> to a uh, song for the deaf. And he's just basically saying to him, no, nah, it has to be a bit more you know, freer. It can't be structured, it can't be rigid at all. And he's like going, what do you mean? And he's just like trying to show him. <laughs> so he's got it in his head. He just can't, just explain, can't explain it. it. Uh, so with his guitar sound, I can't imagine the amount of work he puts in, you yeah. know, pre-studio, oh, in the studio, you know, immense, yeah. and then live. His guitar tech must be a fucking ninja, because like, he's pedaling non- <laughs> nonstop <laughs> to different tones and fucking squeals and this, that and the other. But yeah, that all developed from chaos. <laughs> that's and all uh, the I mean he's a, he is a talented he's very uh, talented yeah producer mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. you
0: know, which uh, we now know obviously since 2002 um but I mean this his mark is written all over this in regards to sound because yep. it's very unique mm-hmm. um I don't know what what would you define it as you know it's what would you define the genre of Queens of stone because the thing is they sort of they can hop across tempo speeds. Core structures, you know that. Well, the, the we know mo- obviously they're rocking you know, on a sense. The but most, which,
2: which sort of subgenre uh, The most mean? recent album, Mark Ronson says it's a fucking dance album, <laughs> right? And you're going, all right, uh, like going from the the debut album, mm-hmm. which is heavy chaos, to Rated R, which they just threw the book out the window and went, "We'll write some fucking hits, and then we'll throw in some madness in between those hits." Mm-hmm. This one seems mo- way more polished in every sense, but it has some fucking. Some of the heaviest songs I've heard on a rock album, a modern rock album. So yeah, you they do mix it, it, up it goes across that, like. a lot of genres, like and yeah. there's even a song left out of this, the original present, Mosquito Song, the song at the end. It's not in the original presence, but it's like a bonus track. Yeah. And it's just this lovely acousti sort of ballad. But I don't I don't know where it would have fit yeah. if it was in the middle yeah. of the album yeah. at all. But yeah, it, it doesn't really it doesn't feel like it felt like every song I went, What do you want to do? can like, <laughs> yeah. we not just follow the thread like, no what the fuck would you ever do whatever yeah want. just do want it does change up an awful lot mm-hmm. i think
1: the newer like dance here, not i don't think yeah, it's yeah, yeah, dance yeah. but that kind of feeling that the, that it has now is he had a you know the other band eagles of death Matt, oh mm-hmm. he had a big influence he had a big influence on them as well and you can tell like jesse hughes and him were friends for years and jesse hughes always had that kind of like prissy camp sort of like style about him right, and it, yeah. i think that kind of Came through on some of the newer yeah, right. stuff as well, like
0: yeah, but and and yeah, because there's a
1: there's that kind of just swagger to it, isn't
0: isn't it? but but he is he, a as you said at the start, he's six foot five, he's a domineering figure, like he's yep. a big man, and it's not until you see him stand beside some of the other people, you're like fuck, he's huge, yeah, um, but he, he he does sort of his presence without his height takes up the stage, if you know what I mean. He sort of I always complain about front men who play guitars. Because they can't veer away from the mic, mm-hmm. but he's the one that you look at. You go, and you don't need to veer away
2: from the mic. I could watch you all fucking night. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. something about him. But he's, he's also very generous to the other musicians in the band because yeah, he yeah. leaves gaps for them to interpret or adapt, especially in the studio, which is rare. But mm. live, he lets people go. Like, yeah. whatever the fuck you're singing, this one, yeah. And go on like, ahead, play that. So you know, it's it, he really is a generous sort of, and that's rare for a person who wrote the entirety of the fucking catalog. So,
0: yeah. and it seems to be he's a. He, he, he seems to be like Grohl. He seems to be—I uh, don't know if it's true or not. But he seems to be a genuinely nice guy. Ah, it seems. Which, to, you know, hi, that's it the seems to be the sort of the running theme with all this is that he's yep. he's, he's uh, generous, as you say, and but but the fact that he's the people he's worked with since shows that he's obviously dead on. Yeah, easy to work with and easy to get on mm-hmm. with. And uh,
1: he's in it for the love of music and like the likes of Grohl and all that—they're all just together for that, and it just makes
2: well, music so much better. The the. The history of the Grohl thing is more is as interesting as the recording of the album because they had met around about the time of the interview we just played. Mm-hmm. And he, because he sort of like was totally fanboying out in chaos, And obviously, if you ever watch chaos live, Homie is fucking like he stands out a million miles, even yeah. though everybody else in the band are fucking extraordinary. Scott Reader, in particular, a bass player, is a fucking phenomenal bass player. But Homie stands out a mile. And he stands out a mile because in all the videos, he's like fucking 16. Yeah. <laughs> It's like between sixteen and eighteen was when he was in fucking starting chaos like and our he's first flat first out year. and he's the central focus of the whole thing. So Dave Grohl of course fucking like just zoned into him. So they became friends and when he said that he asked him to play on rated R first. Right. No, Grohl asked Homie, can I play on That's Rated right, R? Yeah. And he was like, Oh man, we've got our we've got our fucking guy like Groutman. he's our guy, like he's play he's ready for track like three or four. He's like, Oh well. So then <laughs> Taylor Hawkins has a fucking heroin overdose and they go back to record the fourth Foo Fighters album. Taylor Hawkins is the drummer in Foo Fighters. Yes. And they go back to record the fourth Foo Fighters album and they aren't feeling it at all. And they've spent a million dollars on the studio and they've got nothing. It's all shit.
1: They took a break then, didn't so they? So then, then they, took, was... they
2: took a break and Grohl immediately rings Homie, and he goes, we're about to go into the studio. And he goes, I'll play drum C. And that was it. He was in that the was band, that. but he was never going to stay in the band. I think there was probably a point where he went. I could stay in this band, you know. <laughs> this is good because he played like four or five shows with Queens of Stonies after they recorded Songs of Death, and yeah. he he's enjoying himself. Like. He was loving
0: it. He was loving it. There's a couple of live tracks of him. And that, at Reading, like, that one at Reading. Oh, yeah, fuck! It's it. unbelievable. You get a chance of going to check it out on YouTube. But I always feel sorry then for the poor fucker that has to come in
2: afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that was Joey Castillo from Danzig. Right, and he's a beast as well. He he now plays. He played with Eagles of Death Metal as well, but he now plays with a band called the Bronx. He's an animal. But even he was going. Mm-hmm. Grohl yeah. did some heavy stuff on this book yeah, because <laughs> he's in. Some. He's in like on the big like. Grohl left to go back to few Fighters and finish off recording their fourth album. So this was when No Nose was just building, and it was they were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So Castillo comes in. Of course, they're going. We we'll have to play a lot of songs today, yeah, and mm-hmm. he's like. Shit! Yeah. Now we're going to play the first two albums. Can you
0: imagine imagine you listening to the album, going like, "For fuck's sake, girl!" I know. Doing? I have to do that live. Can <laughs> we play that, Can next. we play
2: a mosquito song like a uh, yeah. lot? <laughs> nah, no drums So yeah, so they they were they were building up to this album for a long time. Yeah, and getting your guy like Troy Van Leeuwen in and Alan Johannes and all these people guested on it, and they're all like people playing fucking slide guitar and all. Like, there's a lot going on in this album yeah. and behind the scenes. This album was building. This was this was the one he wanted to do forever. You can tell because everything's polished, and it it just sounds. We haven't even got to fucking starting album. No, I know. It's uh, it's just one of those albums that you could fucking read the history of it forever. And
0: yeah. Uh, we could talk. I mean, well, we 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 talked about desert sessions there, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, i'll come back later on there's a but we'll, we'll play this track this is cold Source superstar yes from the desert Sessions, and it's, it's mainly just to sort of highlight what you're talking about that you can see the evolution of a track from earlier uh where it came, where it started and where it ended up
2: now this one you really have to think <laughs>
0: yeah do we need to sing along for it no
2: no <laughs> Did,
0: did, 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 did. I we you of whispering in <laughs> 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 was getting all <laughs> talked, <laughs> I looked at you I was like. <laughs> 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 so we know, like, and, and you, you can definitely hear the melody of, and if you can't hear the melody of it, uh we'll just play that now so you can hear it. Um, this is what it ends up as. So I mean you can see Yeah. There was probably th- a very there was probably a load of iterations of that over the course oh, of absolutely. Years. Yeah. Absolutely. that's where it very, very first And getting to hear
1: it so raw
0: like it's Yeah, you're to like, hear oh. it back at a piano <laughs> playing that melody line to know that he he knew what it was he was
2: looking for yeah. at that point. Well that album was ninety nine, that desert session. Right. So it was three years before. So they I think they were playing Go With the Flow Song for the Deaf and No One Knows live. Right. For maybe a year before they even recorded the album. So people had heard them, but they're all different lyrics and all, and there was bits cut out, and it wasn't yeah. quite. So they were just getting it right, and then bang, we get in the studio, and it's all there.
0: Um. So then we go on to other tracks then, so mm-hmm. as we move on. First to
2: Giveth is next.
0: And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's...
2: Which is some of the best harmonies in the whole album. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. I love that fucking song. And uh, you've got... on for, on for the Dead. Yeah. So... Song for the dead
1: <laughs> That is for you <laughs> Song for the dead it,
2: It's it's one of those ones There's four songs in this album Right I'm going to tell you about this album Me Go Right This album came out in like September time It was after the summer And I got it the day it came out Because I had already bought Rated R And I was really into Like I said Chaos and Queens of Snow it was just a natural progression I was going right through their stuff and mm-hmm. Loved it And I was into them really big Because they were like this rock band who had a bit of fucking menace. Like I remember hearing a story about them playing at the Big Day Out Festival in London, not the one that was in Australia. There was one in London, Metallica were headlining. Remember TerrorVision? Oh yes, yeah. Oblivion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? They were on it as well. Terror and oh. Josh Homme and Oliver or Josh and Homie were and Oliver were in a in a, in a the, their their fucking backstage area, their wee fucking hut. And they were meant to they were playing earlier than Terrorvision. This is how lowly Queens of Stoneys were thought of. Fuck playing after them. So they had to leave within half an hour of finishing because this was Terror Vision's backstage area now. <laughs> so they stayed in and got fucking steaming. And then the Terror Vision guys sent in a roadie to try to like, come on, everybody get out. And Oliveri kicked the shit <laughs> out <into> of your man. <laughs> so he was arrested and taken to the fucking Metropolitan Police. Nice. And he was kept in for a few hours. And, and I, I remember mean, reading that and going, this is oh, a bit of balls. On the like, I'm liking this. Like, so uh, and, and there's loads of stories about uh, Josh on stage, like shouting at people and fucking uh, being real aggressive, but because somebody was to, doing you'd, something,
0: you'd love to see the the roadie coming in and him sitting down on a wee low stool and go, "Come on, get the fuck out!" and he stands up and you're like, um, "Ah." Yeah. But, <laughs> but then the
2: <laughs> other guy who looks like Satan comes hopping out of the corner and knocks you
0: And I'm right saying oh, this is Oliver's last.
2: This is his last this album. The last album he plays on. We'll Which, get into that as well. And uh, but the, 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 I listened to that. I got that album and listened to it every day for five days. Straight right, and we were playing at the top of the town on the Saturday night. And we played No One Knows Get because it. all the other boys in the band were like, Did you hear the Queen's of Stoner's help? Me? It's fucking unbelievable. We got to learn this, we got to learn this. And then everyone, no, 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 the single, we'll learn the single and play the single. We practiced on the Friday morning and played it on the Saturday night. Oh,
0: Ronnie, what did you do? No one knows. I fucking nailed it
2: Fuck up, you to, the wall, you to the wall, you didn't the wall. <laughs> Top of the time man Mickey McCullough was there I remember I remember seeing his face Gally, do, you belie- do you believe this Like is this You know uh, uh,
0: you know Anybody listening And that doesn't know Ronan is uh, a drummer um, We have talked with us before But
1: I would like to see proof Did you video I I or? was going to say I mean I don't know <laughs> I don't want
0: to I'm not I'm not, sla- I'm not, slag- I'm not slagging I'll, you Don't look at the face I mean, want to fucking I it would It took you.
1: them three years To learn it For fuck's yeah. yeah. sake and, uh, <laughs>
0: I, I, I listened to it on Friday And then I played it on Saturday No no no
2: I got no, no, it on the Monday Oh sorry the Monday And I listened and the whole way it, through Uh huh
0: uh I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I
2: have played that, Song for the Deaf, Song for the Dead, and Go with the Flow, live. Go with the Flow actually was like the the gig after this, because I remember Kevin Sweeney was freaking out about it. Can can I I don't
0: know if I can find it elegantly enough, but I'll try to. But there's a part running. Now there's a part now. This is why I'm saying I know you can do I've seen you now, you are fucking talented now. There's no okay. doubt about it, right? Okay. But there's a part running now, I just don't think. I don't think no. I'm not. I shouldn't slag your capability. Okay. No, that's not fair. It's not Cathy? It's not.
1: It's it's not fair to slag. But, but I do think you should play the clip.
0: I think we should because I mean, no, come on, Roman. Um,
1: oh Jesus!
0: Sorry. Which bit is you it? just heard Cathy react to Josh <laughs> Yohami, Josh, uh, H- oh, H- oh, is he on the is oh, he on is on screen, screen? licking the guitar, <laughs> licking the guitar <laughs> and Cathy's uh, very happy. So I think it's coming up now. Chorus.
2: Yeah, but there's a break. Oh yeah, I know what you're on it. This
0: bit. Yeah. Now, this is where my doubt comes in, running. This is where the doubt comes in. This I bit. I shouldn't doubt you.
1: Air drumming
0: for us there. what
2: I do? <laughs> I can do that now on the table for fuck's sake, like never remain drummed. It's this funny. <laughs>
0: it's funny since I was playing. Do you see the confidence? The whole way through. Cathy, I want to hear it. I want to see it. I want to hear it. Because he just, cause he can just play Grohl to it. Oh, so, That's true. I know we can't do it on the podcast, but I don't know. We'll find out somehow. We'll figure you... out a way
2: of getting the proof that I'm doing it. This hurt. I know. This I'll is... do it in my jammies. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think this song was going through my head non stop for five days. Sometimes I have to fucking. Sometimes the boys land a van and go, We're playing this first dance tonight at this wedding. I'll be like, What? Yeah, but it's not I gonna, get to hear it once but it's not going to be Dave Grohl <laughs> no well <laughs> fuck, did we play this before <laughs> did we did I play it with Free Rider before I think we might have played it in the fucking bot one day too sweet lord of
0: them, I gotta see
2: this and I was drunk because we were always drunk in the bot
0: <laughs> 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 well there you have it Liz okay gentle. I'm gonna you try it out. I'm first gonna this is uh, I don't know how we'll do it we'll figure out a way but I to I, I, I gotta call bullshit in this one so okay Um. yeah I gotta I gotta see proof so, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited pretty, to see it, to be fair. i to I think we'll just fucking stop the podcast and I'm going to find a drum kit somewhere. Yeah, no. We're like. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: not even. That's not the hardest song drum on that, uh, no, on that no, album. No, I know uh, There are, yeah. There Which are. Which uh, one
1: would you say would be the hardest?
2: What would be the worst for you? Probably Songs. F- song for the Deaf. Yeah.
0: No, uh, Song for the Dead. Did you play with uh, Straight Hit? Did you do Queens?
2: No. No, we did Feel Good Hit this summer from okay. Rated R.
0: Right, okay. And so, I mean. We'll have to move on from that bombshell because I'm still trying to read it from that <laughs> and uh, the, the, the level of confidence that um, <laughs> considering I I know you well enough, I also know that it's never false confidence. So I'm going fucking con- can't do it. Bastard. But I still if it was
2: it. like a fucking crazy speed metal band from Sweden or something, all right, I'll hold my hands up. But no, I can. This is this one I can do.
1: Ooh, I'd like to see that too.
2: <laughs> yeah, Can we just, just yeah. get a lot of get them in behind the drums and just get <laughs> yeah. us a camera. In the Podcast would sound awful, <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Because this is my voice just beside this microphone. You imagine the fuck that was a table? Can you imagine a snare coming through oh, this oh, microphone? Oh yeah, no, good. No, uh, right,
0: okay. I mean, so well, we get on. Well, to that, that moves s- on fucking nicely to song for to the song dead. To song for the dead. Um,
2: it is. It has an intro. It's the video online uh, of. Uh, Joshua and Grohl interacting in the studio. And that's what they're trying to figure out. Right. This song, um, which gives me the impression again. And it's hard to fucking believe that they were writing this song in the studio. That's and name. he was just going, hmm, do this drum bit different. And yeah. he's talking about the intro. Hmm. Um, see if you can find that video actually behind the scenes of song or songs for the deaf. I guess like the second video of it. But the start of this song, <laughs> it there's like an organ, like a Hammond organ playing. And then the guitar comes in. And that riff basically doesn't stop until the song goes into halftime. And then it starts fucking slamming again. So it's like one of those songs where if you're a drummer and you see Grohl playing it live at reading, and he's under pressure and it's, yeah. he wrote the fucking drum parts. Yeah, I thought until I found out that Black Flag the song Slip It In they have an homage to it and there's like I and I love Black Flag and I listen to them a lot and I didn't put it together until a year after the album when I was like absentmindedly fucking album playing in the background and I went that sounds like is that sure enough do you have that Black Flag song there
0: first Black Flag yeah we have that here which is uh Black Flag Slip It In Slip It In <laughs> Hey mama Come on, come on. Well, I don't know. Come on, come on,
2: this got a boyfriend. No. no this is the time. Is that, that's, yeah. So that's not even the start of the Queen's bit. They're really? already doing a build up. Um, have you got songs for, song for the day there? Because it's it's a fucking unbelievable. I have entry. I have the behind the scenes thing that you were talking about there. I um, will see on that and the behind the scenes one. If you go to two minutes fifty, right. And uh, Of video two, of video two. Oh, this is, this is there's like time. first of four, one of four. Uh, it's a sort of it's a bit of a haphazard behind the scenes, but there's one particular bit where you're just going, "This is fucking unreal." And where are we at? Two minutes, what? Two minutes fifty seconds.
0: Two minutes fifty. Let me see. Um, I could be nearly bang on here if we get it right. Alright, uh,
2: okay. You know what I mean? To make it fucked up sound. Yeah, like. like uh, It's hard but, because... uh, but, uh, but more like no wrist, like, but, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Just. <laughs> he knows what he wants. Yeah, he knows what uh, he wants. No. no. <laughs> and then we do it on the fourth line, uh, or after the fourth line, to bring in the next chorus. Okay. So it's on a,
0: col-
2: the, one a focus and on one. the sixth one. That voice, too. And that one's a focus one. <laughs> Eight of just kind of jamming around. <coughs> and then it goes back to four that kind of rope it in again. So they what they're what they're doing is writing the fucking song, on the fly, just staring at each other. But
0: well, imagine we talked about it before about Grohl maybe dealing with Taylor Hawkins. Mm-hmm. You, know, you imagine like you're sitting there and you're telling Dave Grohl what they're doing drums. You're like,
2: ooh. well, it's very it, it's quite notorious, in the, but he's not in the wrong world that, seems to so be that you that don't thing. tell like Grohl, Grohl re-recorded the entire second album for the Foo Fighters. Even though his drummer had recorded his parts, <laughs> he wiped them and started again and right. didn't tell the drummer. Ooh. So that's why that drummer, William Gibson, right. he left okay. Three Fighters and they brought in Taylor Hawkins because he re-recorded all his fucking parts. <laughs> so that was them
0: talking about uh, a song for the dead mm-hmm. um, or song for the dead, right? And it's here we have the actual, uh, hopefully, the actual song. As long as YouTube plays as part, which it's never going to do, of course.
2: They're going to play a little, uh, yeah. little advert first. ad. What's and,
0: uh, the advert for? Just so we can get a bit of uh, probably um, grammarly, um, because is know, it grammarly? We're all that's good. It's always writing. grammarly. Always, oh, always.
2: The Hammond.
0: Hard to beat that Hammond voice.
2: <laughs> I always say to people. Don't teach me how to play drums and I go just learn how to do the first one minute of the song. And you're good. Yeah. If you can do it, you're you're fucking doing it. Like. It's unreal. Have you tried? <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking video. That's the backpack Oh. Oh. That's his class, and That is. And it goes on like that for an hour a minute and then it slows down for two oh, I minutes. Love the slow and down. then the outro is that speed again and he does a fucking drum solo to end the song. <sighs> it's just uh, uh, and you're just it does blow you away when you
0: hear it. Everything oh else it, it's like what oh is he doing man. there? It's actually depressing.
2: Uh <laughs> yeah, and that's not him. That's just his fu- that's not his full time job anymore. He's the lead singer of the Foo Fighters. Yeah, I know. He's not Dave Gold drummer. This is his hobby. But this is him just fucking about Just
1: him enjoying it with yeah. his mates.
0: Yeah. As if he's out fucking, like, growing allotments. <laughs> Aye. This is just something to pass time. It's just
2: <laughs> retirement. Garden leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and still some of his best work, like.
2: Oh, you know, well, he has went on record and said it's the best album he's ever played on. no. He's ever played on. And he hasn't played one guitar. He sings a few harmonies and a few songs and things. But really? he's, he's he's drumming the whole fucking way through it. But your guy, Dean Troutman, the guy who was the drummer before him, the guy who left before this album was recorded, he stated that he wrote all the parts for this song. He's on record as saying, "This song, he he just handed over. He had all the tracks done, but we have video fucking footage of that that's not true." Like, yeah, because they're still they're freaking it out. I figure that,
0: yeah. Um, we're, we're we're well, we've we've broken the mold with our album uh today in the sense that we haven't really got through track by track. We're getting <laughs> there, but we're we're doing okay. Um Sex shooter. Um,
2: Sky has fallen before that but Sex Shooter was kind of That's another Oliveri scream the head off song Yeah and it got a lot of Which attention. I miss in Queens of Stone Age songs Yes If I hold my hands
0: up uh, They got a lot of flack for that because of the sort of The uh, A lot of violent lyrics. Lyrics. Promotion of violent Yeah and mm-hmm. uh, violent lyrics and stuff they got in it But again it's
2: I think the word kill was <laughs> edited out in certain Right Versions of the album I don't understand why that would be a major could say we're killing it. Yeah, yeah. But well, you know, um, they didn't. But they could have been.
0: But, uh, yeah, fuck them. And so I mean, we're on to hanging tree, and we 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 had already talked about go with the flow. Yeah. Um. But go the flow. One of my faves. Yeah. And that's that's the one you were talking about that you would dance to.
1: I have danced to. I've got. Um. I did a, a pole dance. So it was. I was a baby pole dancer at the time. I'd only just started. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were three. <laughs> I didn't start till I was 27. Three would be a bit.
2: 27?
1: I was 27 when I started dancing, yeah. Wow. Um, what was the.
2: Just I, wanted to dance?
1: I wanted to get fit, but I didn't want to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my answer. That's what uh, my was going to say. Dancing? <laughs>
2: Why don't we. Just going to take yeah. some pole now, in all fairness. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Reinforced reinforce. <laughs> Uh So we'll get a wee clip of your favourite and. Um Piano. I mean, you can yeah. the, the, explain, Kathy. What was just? What, is there something about the tempo that suited it, for the pole? Dancing, it or just, or was it just your, because you just, wanted to play Queen's "Stone Age" on the. Well, oh, both. Yeah. yeah,
1: like his voice. Like you he, he just want to move, but mm-hmm. that song it just it, it rolls so well. Yeah. And like like, at the time I was doing like strength moves and tr- like all this crazy like madness on the pole. So that song was super strong as well. But the lyrics in it killed me. Just there's a line he says. Um, I want something good to die for To make it beautiful to live And I just thought that was oh wow, wow, yeah uh, It's just Yeah such an intense line but, but there's casting. loads of little snippets of work, Like, lyrics in there that's And that's
0: the other thing We haven't even really talked about it You forget about how good of a lyricist right, he uh, really is it's, really? it's definitely yeah. his lyrics that, mm-hmm.
1: that get me more And his voice Because it's so distinctive And then having that skill to Yeah, his voice is definitely
0: Very, very distinctive yeah. I mean, you can spot him anywhere and On any exactly. track he's ever <laughs> performed on And, um, but, I mean the, the speed of that, you know, yeah well, I mean that's, that that's what I
2: was going to say, because see this type of song, usually on a Queens of album, you would have every over the top of it, uh-huh. but he just sings this lovely melody the yeah, whole yeah. way through, so you can soft. hear every fucking mm-hmm. line, and it doesn't, it works perfectly, but there was no way in his head, he was going, yeah, I'm singing this one, yep because <laughs> it's constant, <laughs> dun 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 yeah. dun dun dun, and the so. dr- if you ever listen to the, the bass drum on this, like it's, Never stops. Yeah. It's yeah. A co- until it goes to the fucking chorus and it stops for a minute and then da, 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 stay back in again. Yeah. That's and his, and that's it's, his it's finger, it's by the way. He's not banging. <laughs> <laughs> He's not banging Kathy's head off the not table, throwing <laughs> something at someone. <laughs> but it's like a. It's it, it is one of those songs that you could have gone either way. But it's it it's it's probably why it's my favorite song on the album that it went the other way and his vocals just sound so pristine on it. Yeah, they're lovely. that's uh, it's really great. Was. It's a fucking mighty tune.
0: Um, and there, I mean uh, Spotify if you were going on there you see the deluxe version there's a couple of live tracks fired on at the end which I think maybe may have been the with. lost art of keeping a secret uh, Yeah you know it's from Radar Yeah um but you've got I mean I think that's with Grohl too I think that's the Redding one Right you've Which got, is fucking incredible you've got Gonna Leave you're gonna leave you and do it again
1: mm-hmm. Uh yeah tunes also
0: Yeah and God is in the Radio Mhm another love song and then finishing the song for the best yep i mean it's uh it's a fucking compact album like yeah yeah but so much happening
2: yeah and so i much happening uh, in one hom- cd yeah. homie so as, as how old i am homie fought the notion of putting the radio snippets in he, i think yeah, he was. was, he was i don't think, I don't think it was,
0: it's was, gonna work was yeah i was thinking it was gonna be a wee bit sort of tacky but i think it uh um, it really it, as worked you said at the very start it's a loose concept but yes it, does work when you get that explanation yeah. you're sitting and especially ironically i watched i listened to last night on a drive mm-hmm. and yeah. uh when you're when you're doing that it's like oh fuck, you can get the real idea what they mm-hmm. wanted to do um but i love the fact that uh, i only found out today there that they uh, recorded that song fucking, or made that song as it is just standing in the studio yeah that's talent mm-hmm. like, that's you know um
2: but again they, they built up such a wealth of songs with these desert sessions and with side projects he had fucking riffs swimming around his head like yeah. and still does he's never recording they are probably fucking masterpieces but like with that sort of backup and don't forget a lot of a lot of songs written desertations they were you know inebriated in <laughs> yeah. Different, yeah. so they probably just recorded it one day he was listening back and going oh yeah there was a, that day I wrote another riff though bam, 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 <laughs> and you're like alright it's yeah, just sitting
0: there it's like, crazy it's uh yeah so I mean we uh, we've got to sort of talk then about the aftermath mm-hmm because this sort of tucked them into the, I'm going to say more than the mainstream in that sense. Especially well, with No One Knows. I, when on No
1: One Knows came out, they blew up. Yeah,
0: just... really blew up. So it tucked them to the, the arena slash stadium sort of levels.
2: This was 2002. This was Lord of the Rings, Spider-Man, Star Wars in the film world. Mm-hmm. This was like the biggest shit going on. Harry Potter was in its infancy. I think it was coming out too. But in music in particular in rock music like the biggest single of the year was fucking Hero by Enrique Iglesias or whatever his fucking name is mm-hmm. that was like the biggest song but in oh. Linkin Park we're out I was never a big Linkin Park guy no. I don't know if anybody else was no. but I
1: went through the first album I the first it. album that
2: was uh, that was still being like that was still sound fucking a million every week or yeah. whatever the hell it was Creed remember Creed oh <laughs> I bought Creed man <laughs> that boy oh um, Oh, man that every time that came on mtv i was like what is (laughs) this why is this on and nickelback Uh, avril lavigne and nickelback were like the biggest rock acts apparently (sighs) i know when you think of it so you're sitting there and it's the end of the summer and all this stuff's been fucking swirling around your head and (sighs) chad kroger and nickelback are singing that fucking spider-man song (laughs) And you're just like, Jesus, Jesus Christ, give me something, anything. What, what? And then this comes flying out of the gate. Oh, this is how you remind me. Yes. I'm, I remember the hero song. The That's hero what can i I <laughs> forgot about the Spider-Man tune. The Spider-Man tune. Oh, Jesus Lord. So then this. Yeah. So this comes out. It's been recorded. You heard about Dave Grohl's on it. And you're like, I am more than interested in this mm-hmm. fucking album. And then Dave Grohl disappears. He's not there anymore. <laughs> you're like, where did he go? So... I had heard that Dave Grohl had officially left the Foo Fighters. That was the rumour that I had heard. Mm-hmm. But what had actually happened was he'd already told them like we said earlier I'm not going to stay on full time. Uh, but there had been a time when he was thinking fuck I could stay on and do this. So they brought in Joey Castillo. Joey is a fucking great drummer. He comes on they get a bigger sort of grouping for live performances. There's more people on stage all of a sudden. It used to be just the four of them. Um, and there's a guy playing steel guitar like fucking <laughs> pedal steel. And there's a guy in a Hammond organ and you're what is going on with the Queens? Then you hear them play it live, and you go, perfect. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then Nick Oliveri disappears, And the official story, the unofficial story was Nick Oliveri departs the band due to drug use, over consumption of whatever. Mm-hmm. The actual story is Nick Oliveri <laughs> fucking physically abused Joshua Homme's wife, Brody Dal. Right. it's Dal. It's not Daly it's Dal, isn't it? Brody Dal, yeah. Um. And Joshua Homme had heard about it, or Joshua Homme had heard about it, and said, "Prove to me that's not true." And he's, he's, he's "I've been your best friend forever. This never happened." So Joshua Homme left it at the back of his head, and then heard from another person that it was seen to be true, and kicked him out of the band straight away. Right, and that was it. Okay. Now Oliver gone. Ever since then, mm-hmm. slagging back and forth in the music press and all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like all different incarnations of his bands and he's got like another dwarves band out now and he's got his own solo act. But since the two of them have come back together and started to sort of build their relationship again, as of two months ago, Dal and Homie have divorced. Right. Would that have a link? Hmm. Do you think possibly he found out that didn't happen? Mm-hmm. Like Nick Oliver said. Mm-hmm.
0: And had to go fucking cap in hand. Because,
2: like we're saying, he's the type of guy that if he'd if, if it was a fucking stranger and he'd heard somebody, I mean, it was a female and he heard her, he would have kicked the fuck out of the guy. Like. Yeah. So he is he a very honorable person. Him? like. But on the other side of that, Brody Dow, uh, with, nobody knows anything, but Brody Dow was leads lead singer of the Distillers. She's a very good musician. She's a great fucking voice. And she's a very... Soft-spoken, you see interviews where she's quite punky, like she's a lot of tattoos and she's got different colour hair every week. And But she like ever seen interviews where she's quite humble. Mm-hmm. She was married, engaged to the lead singer of a band called Rancid, uh, who had brought her over from Australia with them on tour and brought her to America. And the minute she met Joshua Homie, she left him and went straight like follow Josh Can't Homme and, and that's you know <laughs> it's <laughs> not there <laughs> nodding in agreement. It's not, going. Uh, it's not uncommon for people to see Josh Homme and go, "Oh my jeez. Well, that happened there, which Mindigo. just happened. It's yeah. <laughs> happened a few times it's during this point. Yeah. I know, sorry. So, not sorry. In case you're wondering why you don't hear Kathy, she's just only dating zero. We weren't thinking about Homme. Think. <laughs> so, I'd say don't be surprised if in the next few, and I hope this is the one prediction we make that comes through that Nick Oliveri turns up again because the thought of having Nick Oliveri back in this band. And mm-hmm. doing a first three albums type of song mm-hmm. in a next Queen's of Stonehenge album mm. would be was idea very into in too? Will not be some crack. He's doing
0: fuck all too. To be He's fair, doing uh, well, we we'll talk about. I mean, the aftermath. Like we said, he, they, they became more mainstream. Hammy uh, became obviously a rock god in that sense. And he he, he lived. Just fucking playing. With he fucking lived up to the stature of him yep. of the man. Um, he uh the production and of things um. I love the fact that uh, one of my favorite bands, Artie Monkeys, decided to employ him. Yeah. And uh, he he took him to the desert <laughs> like he does with people. And they took a lot of mushrooms and stuff. Well, they recorded uh, Humbug, which was Artie Monkeys' darkest album. But there was a guy, I just I had to find the quote there. There was a guy on uh, who wrote an NME after um, they released, uh, or talked about Humbug. Homie's influence, you know... <clears throat> His unique take on sound and Sonic and how dark things can get, and how
1: it was very noticeable in that album, wasn't it? Like, yep. it was
0: really, really clear. You could go, fucking Monkeys went dark, and this, but yep. it was amazing, like, it was really, really good. But the guy in NME wrote down saying, If Artie Monkeys had never walked into the desert with Josh Homme to record Humbug in 2009, they could never have made AM, yeah, which is so true. You yeah. can hear him, he so he has the, the ability to go and influence a, 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 an amazing band and make them even better. Just well that, that Rancho
2: Della Luna, I was talking about that recording studio in the desert, that's where they recorded that's where they went, Yeah, But didn't they do a bit of AM in there as well?
0: There's some of them in, in there as well, yeah. But uh Homie has also done um The Hives yep. other band to, to, and other and Pop. So he did uh post pop depression, yep. he did the production on that. And then played with them live, and then live, live and then with, with Troy live. Van Loon as well. With Troy from, Van Loon, yeah. yeah and um, So I mean he's he's notching up quite the career um across the board, uh which but again as his, his natural place is on stage yeah he is amazing um uh his guitar playing is just fucking
2: yeah there's a great good
0: thing as well i always give a
2: lot of respect for the ones who do you know do where he says well. his biggest influence guitar playing wise is billy Gibbons from zz top yes yep of course Why not? he said there was a bend on a zz top song and, and he's used it? it in every fucking <laughs> queen's estonies album or KS album there's like a certain and then when he did it he met Billy Gibbons, who played on a few of the Desert Sessions albums and Queen's albums later. Oh, right. Um, he, he met Billy Gibbons and he goes, I've always wanted to ask you, how do you do that band? And he showed him and Billy Gibbons does it the opposite way to what he does it. <laughs> no way. So he, he, there's a video of him explaining it to a guy and they're just talking about guitar techniques and the guy himself is even going, even how you've just done that, I do it a different way. Might so it. the way his brain hears it and how he plays it back it's different, yeah. is different than totally all the people inter- do. Inter- so it's sort of, it's sort of, as an example of how, as a guitar player and as a musician, how he writes the song, it's always a bit darker because mm. the way Billy Gibbons does it, it sounded like Woo! he does it, it goes Woo! so he goes, My, <laughs> I always end up going down, as right. in going lower, as in sounding lower and yeah. sound a bit more chunky. Mighty,
0: mighty, mm. I must go look at that. Um, so Kathy, I mean, when you talk about songs for the deaf, I mean, how often would you listen to it? Would it be a
1: uh- I quite regular. Was it something regular? Or would you go back to It's one of the and... CDs I have in my car. <laughs> <laughs> CD loop. Yes. I um, well, I actually have th- three of their albums in my car And then there's a Fleetwood Mac one as well And that's all that's. That's a bit like, of a fucking <laughs> Yeah, okay
0: I can not <laughs> um, see the link there but Is it, uh, no, is it just tusk? tusk? It was just because I had r- that
1: album And then it only fits a certain amount in the car So I was like, I've got one space And I can't just leave it And I didn't have the others on CDs, So I was just like, Fleetwood Mac will do <laughs> Which album is it? Rumours? Uh, Rumours, yeah Of course,
2: yeah rumors. I was going for Tusk Did You ever hear Tusk? Tusk What do, the I fuck's going yeah. on with Tusk? <laughs> the actual album? They recorded in the toilet or something? Tusk <laughs> Weird shit <laughs> Crazy bastard
0: <laughs> uh, I get a, a lot of drugs And uh, so yes Cathy, okay, Thank you very much For, for coming on that. And bringing uh, An absolute stomper Of an album That was uh, fantastic
2: Just before we stop uh, Do you know There's a first song On this album That isn't on the album No Okay This album starts With the song we played At the start of the yeah. podcast But if you have a CD player And you put the CD in And you rewind it To minus 133 It starts With a vibration that's a bass tone. And this is how they describe it. It consists of a low frequency bass and some balloons being rubbed against mics. The, the implication is that it creates a frequency that deaf people can feel. Song for the deaf. Bastard Get that sense. into your earbuds.
0: You're going to be driving
2: uh, home now.
1: Mind blown. <laughs> Probably
2: crashed your car because you're trying to find minus one. Here's, here's the problem. <laughs> they recorded, they did that that technique and that technique, great, ah, that's a nice wee thing. But, you can only do it in certain CD players. You can't do it on a CD Walkman because right, it doesn't okay. rewind back yes. digitally. Uh-huh. You can only do it on a certain CD hi-fi type of idea oh, where you can roll back the dial and it brings it to 1 minute 35. Old school, boys. Old school. I think uh, my
0: car's old enough to do that. You there you know? go. <laughs> <laughs> you be trying that <laughs> Uh, so yes thank you very much Cathy and, Thanks and, for having and me. You, you have been our, our first female guest Woo-hoo! so yes, you have uh, broken the mould um, so thank you very much for coming along we will definitely if you haven't listened to Queen's of Stone Age songs for that please do mm-hmm. and uh, go and take a look if you're interested male or female and would like to do some dancing burlesque That's what know, say. hit um, me up uh, where can
2: we find you on the the Beyond Dance and Fitness Beyond
1: Dance and Fitness
2: Beyond Dance and Fitness yep. okay
0: and uh, give us, come on, we've got, we can talk for fucking days here. So uh, yeah. you, you're teaching a class, you're teaching burlesque in the CKS Centre, Noma.
1: Yes, CKS um, on Thursday nights. There's um, a seven o'clock one and an eight o'clock one. Um, the new blocks are starting on Thursday. Um, welcome
0: to join. If oh, I nice. if I went, do I have to get the BAP side?
1: Um, not at the beginning, if you don't feel comfortable. You can come in and hoodie and leggings first.
2: genuinely think... That It's just nude women dancing, no, no, but it is, p- it's part of it's it. Part like, yeah, it. But we don't to... have to take our tops off. Like, well, if I'm going to do
0: burlesque, I'm going to do it right. Oh, well, yeah,
1: I would teach no, you. how No, so to... you
2: don't. No, you, you can do it whatever way you want. You I can want,
0: wear yeah. like um, a big singlet, yeah, which I will be. A but singlet. I want to get the, I want to find how do I get from the singlet to baps out eloquently,
1: exactly. That
0: what about exactly the cut? Where
1: the, the cut it. with the
2: baps are already out?
1: No. Oh, you have to tease your audience, tease from See,
2: I'm not good at titillating. Oh, I'm no. shit at that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. straight in. Well, you want to <laughs> see it? <laughs> You're you like, like fucking <laughs> hell, Mo. <mode. laughs> Jesus,
1: <laughs> Westbrook <Weapon laughs> Chapel. I'm like, no, no, no. You have <laughs> to
2: wait. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. You've no seen no baps yet. What's uh, that uh, in the producers? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Uh, so yes, uh, thank you. Uh, sorry for anybody listening. To that, uh, <laughs> visual image of me in a singlet It's going to um, happen, Connor. The show is in June. Get ready. Whoa. That's it, So you have a show, yes. Yeah. So, I do. Uh, yes, you have a show. And so if you're listening to this after June 2020, uh, forget about it. But if you, yep. you listen beforehand, so yes. in OMA,
1: fifth of June, eight o'clock. Um, I run a showcase. We get um different uh dancers from like local and from uh Dungannon and stuff. Some of my friends. Uh, professional dancers and then I get to show uh, what the girls and stuff have learned throughout the year so they get to get up and do their first performances and class um, and it's
2: all age groups it's over 18s, oh, from 18 uh, for the me, show yeah, yeah, from 18, yeah 18, but it's, I,
1: um, I teach the classes for over 16 um, and then the show is couldn't
0: have anybody under 18 seeing my babs run. well
2: Would. they can still go and see it they just can't perform it so oh, no, no 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 they, they can't, can't, can't come, come and see it, it. no they can't come no. and see it Man, so many people
0: know, are gonna fucking miss. Out, I don't do you know the emotional scars I would cause to a fourteen-year-old who would see the Babs thing I seen him when I was fourteen. You know what I mean? Look what happened to you. Uh, but
2: you think how
1: happy you'd make some people in that audience, Connor.
0: Do uh, you a, want me to play? A, that will be the some part, uh, some sexy music. Again?
2: <laughs> no, okay. Stick it in, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I even schlep it in um, So <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to a song By the way we just played In case you weren't listening <laughs> Don't think that we're In the middle of something
0: Something else happened yeah. uh, Once the podcast is over And we, we switched to video And <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, Gally, thank you very much and um, if you, uh, yes, if you're hopefully in your show, you'll have a Queen's of Stone Age song oh, that we'll the Gerards see, can dance we'll to. Um, so yes, thank you for listening, everybody. Please go and uh, like, subscribe, do all those things and try a bit of burlesque in your own house if you want. We no, be- no,
2: just go to the professional and let her train you. Don't yeah. be doing, Maybe be people falling out of windows doesn't Shannon Park and all.
0: But listen, if you do want to get your babs out, send pictures to Ronan. Uh, no, 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 and, no, 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 and, no. no, no. And, uh, <laughs> but, Connor Keys the at male, Yahoo. The more male um, <laughs> the, I will. That's okay. The more meal delays we see, the better. Um, we'll post them on our Facebook. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll get them out there, <laughs> and <laughs> and then we might actually try and figure out can Ronald Mullen play. No one knows. That's oh yeah, that okay.
1: yep, that has to happen.
2: Okay. Ironically, at the moment, no one knows. <gasps> oh, he did the thing. The wor- The song name. He did it. Brilliant. Such a comedian.